You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's Football Language Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to LanguageCaster.com. My name is Damon and this is the show for those who want to improve their English language skills and who love football. Down the line in London is Damien. Now, it's beautiful, sunny weather here in Tokyo, Damien, but there's a bit of a shadow caused by the coronavirus, COVID-19. How are things in London? Hi, Damon, and uh, hello to everyone from a wet and windy London. Uh, yeah, coronavirus is the big news here in London as well, as we wonder what effects, if any, will be put into place because of the virus And we've just heard that five games from Serie A in Italy, including the the top-of-the-table clash between Inter and Juventus, uh, has been postponed. Uh, We had thought the games would be played behind closed doors, but the authorities in Italy have decided to call off the games to protect the public. Um, There are now discussions at FIFA about what action might be taken with the upcoming international matches, including World Cup, Olympic and Euro 2020 qualifiers. Yeah, that certainly has been big news in the football world. Um, Other big news is my team, Liverpool, finally lost after 44 games undefeated. And they were hammered. Uh, That's easily beaten 3-0 by relegation-threatened Watford. Ouch. That was painful to watch. How about you? Have you seen any football this week, Damien? Uh, Well, talking about easy wins, Mm -hmm. uh, I saw Bayern Munich defeat Chelsea in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. Uh, Their 3-0 win meant they are now clear favourites to progress to the quarterfinals. And this win laid down a marker to other clubs in this competition. They were really good. Uh, I also watched the Real Madrid-Manchester City game, which we'll talk about in more detail in our review of the week. And I caught some of the Europa League action as well. Celtic's loss at home to Copenhagen, Arsenal versus Olympiacos, and last season's Champions League semi-finalist Ajax defeat against Catafé. Yeah, and uh, Bayern looked very dynamic in their win over Chelsea and must have moved up the favourites list. Uh, What do we have on the rest of the show this week? Well, we start with a look back at something from our huge archive uh, where we have lots of listening and vocabulary material since 2006. Uh, This week, as it's the start of the MLS season uh, this weekend, we'll focus on David Beckham's debut for LA Galaxy from way back in 2007. Uh, Of course, he'll be making another MLS debut of sorts this weekend when the side he now owns, uh, Inter Miami, play their first game ever in MLS against Beckham's old club, LA Galaxy. (laughs) Uh, After that trip down memory lane with Damon, we'll review some of the big stories from the Football Week, including some football words and expressions that emerged from the Champions League and Europa League action. Do you know the differences between extra time, injury time, additional time and stoppage time? How about the meaning of the phrase Mm. open goal? Uh, We'll also explain the phrase to be under the cosh, while we'll also ask a football language question about different meanings of the verb to sweep in football. Of course, we then finish with our regular prediction section of the show, including El Clasico, a big game from the Premier League, and the final of the League Cup, or the Carabao Cup, as it's now called. And that message was in Welsh. 
Uh, it is St. David's Day, March the 1st, which is the National Saint of Wales. Uh, Damon, who do you think has been the greatest ever Welsh player? Ian Rush! <laughs> of course! Well, that's me being uh, biased as a Liverpool fan. Uh, maybe John Toshak. He's also a Liverpool player, uh, but also someone who went on to manage many famous clubs, including Real Madrid in Spain. You? Uh, a Welshman at Real Madrid. Hmm. Gareth Bale. <laughs> uh, I remember talking to an Italian colleague uh, who told me that John Charles is still a legend in Italy among Juventus fans after his time there from the 1950s. He moved there in 1957 and played until 1962. In fact, he played 155 times, scoring an incredible 108 goals for the Italian side. A real Welsh legend. Right, next up, we're going to look at something from the archive. Uh, let's start with a report you did, Damon, on the MLS debut of David Beckham from way back in June 2007. You didn't sound too enthused about the whole thing at the time. <laughs> Beckham is back. Well, only for 12 minutes of action in a friendly against Chelsea on the Blues' Disney tour of the US. But in that 12 minutes, he had the hundreds of journalists, the thousands of fans, his agent, his boss, ex-goatee Alexi Lalas, on the edges of their seats. Nothing as fairy tale as the perfect cross or a winning dead ball strike from outside the box. No, it was a Sidwell tackle that clipped his ankle that had everyone talking. A serious injury on top of the strain he already has could have sent his unveiling to the US public into a tail-spinning advertising disaster. As it was, while not a marketing success, at least he appeared and he kicked the soccer ball a few times. However, he didn't play for LA Galaxy when they met and beat Mexican team Pachucas. He didn't play, and the stars who came to see him against Chelsea, Tom Cruise, Schwarzenegger, Brooke Shields, to name a few, they didn't come either. Which begs the question, without the big B, just how successful can the MLS be? You can hear the rest of that report and our coverage of the 2007 Asian Cup final, uh, which was being played at the same time, by clicking the link on our site at languagecaster.com or on the transcript of the show if you are a Patreon supporter. Merhaba beyler. Ben Türkiye'den Mert. Şu anda Languagecaster dinliyorsunuz. Sevgiler. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com and that message was in Turkish. Um, I've noticed that the top of the Turkish Super League is really exciting at the moment with the top four sides separated by only one point. We don't feature any of those games in our predictions this week, but we may well return there later on in the season. Currently, Basak Sehir lead Trabzonspor, Galatasaray and Sivaspor by one point, though all three of those sides have a game in hand. Uh, interesting times in Turkish football. Uh, thanks for the message, and remember that if you'd like to send on a message in your own language, then let us know via admin at languagecaster.com. Right, it's time for a review of the football news from the week. Uh, Damon, what was good for you this week? Well, it was a great result for Manchester City at Real Madrid's home ground, the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. Uh, the English side 
put off-field troubles. Remember, they could be banned from the Champions League for two years. Uh, They put those worries behind them and produced a controlled display to stun the Madrid side with two goals in the last 15 minutes. It was a cagey first half. Uh, Cagey means that both sides were cautious and careful not to allow any mistake but three goals and a sending off for Sergio Ramos in the second half made an exciting end to the match. Gabriel Jesus headed home from close range and De Bruyne swept in a penalty that had been won by Sterling to give the English champions the edge for the second leg. Yeah I thought City were really really impressive. Um, Anything else Damon? Yep, in the other European competition, the Europa League, Olympiacos produced a stunning result at Arsenal with an extra time winner in the 119th minute. This sent the Gunners out of the competition. Aubameyang scored a spectacular goal with a scissor kick, but then missed an open goal in the last minute of the game. Exciting stuff. What about bad, Damien? Yeah, great for Man City and Olympiacos. Um, I think we should also mention Leon's win over Juventus, which was certainly a bit of an upset. Yeah. Um, I also watched that Arsenal Olympiacos extra time on Thursday evening. A really exciting end to the game. Um, a couple of language points here, Damon. Uh, first up, you mentioned that Obama Young missed an open goal. Uh, what do we mean by an open goal? Well, if a player misses an open open goal they miss an easy chance fans will be shouting how did they miss Uh, usually an open goal is from close range we can say the goal was gaping which means wide open a gaping goal another phrase you can use instead of miss an open goal is miss a sitter which means the same thing yeah, that open goal missed by Obama Yang on Thursday was really something. Yes. Um, the other language point refers to phrases connected to time at the end of a game. So extra time, additional or added time, and injury time. So injury time is the same as additional or added time. And this is time added on by the referee at the end of the half to make up for any stoppages in play, such as injuries, VAR decisions. In fact, sometimes this time is known as stoppage time. Um, something that is becoming more common thanks to those Mm. VAR decisions taking longer. Yep, and then extra time is the 30 minutes that teams have to play when a winner needs to be decided in a game. So, for example, when two teams are drawing after 90 minutes in a cup replay, or as in the Europa League knockout game between Arsenal and Olympiakos on Thursday when the tie finished 1-1 on aggregate. They needed extra time to decide which team would progress to the last 16. So, yeah, we could say that Aubameyang missed a sitter in added time of extra time. Yes, we could indeed. How about bad? What was bad from the past week in football? Well, as for bad, another London side had a bad day at the office during the week in the Champions League last 16 first leg. Chelsea were humbled by a rampant Bayern Munich Losing 3-0 at home, they also had a man sent off. Um, Gnabry's brace just after halftime was a hammer blow, and then Lewandowski's goal put the tie out of Chelsea's reach. Uh, We've already mentioned Arsenal's elimination from the Europa League, and it was also bad for Scottish side Celtic, as they were dumped out, another phrase meaning eliminated, of the same competition after they lost 3-1 at home to Danish side Copenhagen despite being 1-0 up from the first leg. 
the current leaders of the Scottish Premier League had only lost once in their previous 17 matches and completely outplayed the Danes in the first half. But a combination of defensive errors and two quick counter-attacks meant it would be Copenhagen who would progress to play Turkish Super League leaders Basakashir in the next round. And how about an ugly story from this week? Well, unfortunately, racism is back in the news here in the UK after Mm -hmm. championship side Leeds United's Spanish keeper, Kiko Casilla, was banned for eight games after he was found guilty of racially abusing Charlton Athletic player Jonathan Lecco. Anything else, Damon? Well, there was an interesting story from the Bundesliga in Germany and in particular from the match between Hoffenheim and Bayern Munich on Saturday. Bayern were 6-0 up away at Hoffenheim with 10 minutes remaining when their fans unfurled an abusive banner against the Hoffenheim president. The player and coaching staff pleaded with their fans to take down the banner And after a 20-minute break, both sides agreed to see out the game by simply passing the ball to one another. A very strange end to a rather ugly incident in the Bundesliga. Don't forget that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you like what we do and would like transcripts, vocabulary support or extra posts, then think about becoming a supporter via patreon.com forward slash languagecaster. And thank you to all those who do support us. It helps keep this podcast and access to a huge football glossary at languagecaster.com completely free. Now, there'll be a new post on the 2020 MLS season coming soon. Well, I think, Damon, you've added a new post there as well, right? Yes, I have. I dug into our football glossary and highlighted some football phrases that begin with under. Mm, Good stuff. And our football phrase today also starts with under, to be under the cosh. Yeah, okay, let's start by looking at the noun in this phrase, cosh. This is a countable noun and refers to a baton, truncheon, a short stick used by police, for example, for protection or to subdue suspects. As with many nouns, we can use it as a verb to cosh someone, which would mean to hit someone with a baton or truncheon. Uh, Being under the cosh means you are being attacked or threatened. And in football, a team under the cosh is continually being attacked. Maybe their opponent has a series of corners, sends in lots of crosses into the box, has a lot of shots. In this situation, you are under the cosh. We often add a time phrase as well. For example, under the cosh for long periods of the game or under the cosh for most of the second half. So under the cosh means under pressure. Here are some examples. First one from this year in February on the BBC's website. Gerard bemoaned that Rangers couldn't cope with being under the cosh after watching his side surrender a 1-0 lead with two late goals at Kyrie. And here's another from a bit longer ago, 2007, but still on the BBC. Eastwood's stunning goal came in first-half injury time after Wales had been under the cosh for long periods in Borgas. 
And phrases connected with under the cosh would be backs to the wall, to knock on the door, and to throw the kitchen sink at. Mm, I remember Tottenham's game against Manchester City a couple of weeks ago when we were under the cosh for the first hour or so and then snatched a victory, stole a victory, with two late goals. Right, next up we have our weekly football language question and this week it's all about the verb to sweep, which is often used in different ways in football. Yep, okay. For today's football language quiz question, we look at the word to sweep And we want to know which of the following words or phrases are not usually used with this verb. Number one, to sweep home the penalty. Number two, to sweep in the rebound. Number three, to sweep up at the back. And number four, to sweep back the ball to the keeper. And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. And we're coming to the end of the show, which means it's predictions. OK, there are some huge games to be played over this weekend, including top-of-the-table clashes in Holland. That's Ajax versus AZ Alkmaar. And, of course, in Spain with El Clasico taking place on Sunday. There are also big games from the Premier League, the League Cup final between Manchester City and Aston Villa, the start of MLS in the USA, and a huge derby from France. And we feature three of these matches in this week's predictions competition. Now, before we look at those games, let's take a quick look back at last week's predictions. Um, Pretty bad, actually. Even though I am still way out in front in the language cast of predictions competition, I had a poor week as I tipped Madrid and City to draw and Juventus to win away at Lyon. And, of course, City and Lyon both won. Let's see if uh, we can do a little better this week, Damon. Okay. first up, the Carabao Cup final, the League Cup final, Aston Villa versus Manchester City. Manchester City are clear favourites to win the first domestic trophy of the season. And this would also be their third win in a row, which would be a fantastic achievement. Um, Aston Villa have a good tradition in this competition as well, having won it five times. Although the last time they won it was in 1996. (laughs) Can the team in 19th place surprise the current Premier League champions? Uh, it would be a major shock if City don't win. I'm going for a 2-0 City win. Yes, me too. 3-0 to City, a routine win and more silverware. Next up, Real Madrid versus Barcelona El Clasico. Yep, Barcelona currently lead La Liga by two points and travel to the Bernabeu, knowing that a win could hand them the title with another 12 games to play. Uh, Both sides have injuries, (laughs) while neither side played that well in the Champions League during the week, though Barca did manage to at least get a 1-1 draw in Napoli, whereas Madrid are facing a third defeat in a week after their losses against Levante and Manchester City. I think this has a draw written all over it. 1-1. I'm going to agree with you again, Damien. El Clasico has come at a time when both teams are in poor form, as he said. I'll go for nil-nil. And our final game, your team Tottenham versus Wolves in the Premier League. Two teams still battling to get into next season's Champions League. As a Spurs fan, I just don't know what to expect from the team. (laughs) We were outplayed by Wolves for long periods of the game the last time we played, 
We were completely under the cosh, but then scored a last-minute winner to claim all three points. Maybe this is the new tactic. Um, I'd be happy with the same again, but I have a feeling this will end in a draw. Maybe 1-1. I think Wolves might want this more, to use a cliche, and uh, snatch a win, a 2-1 win for the Midlands side, and that might leave Spurs with a mountain to climb to get into the Champions League spot. Sorry. Okay, it's time for the answer to today's football language quiz question. We wanted to know which of the following phrases are not used in football with sweep. Number one, to sweep home the penalty. Number two, to sweep in the rebound. And number three, to sweep up at the back. Or number four, to sweep back the ball to the keeper. Well, the answer is number four, to sweep back the ball to the keeper, which does not mean anything in football. Uh, We might simply say to pass back to the keeper. Um, The first phrase, to sweep home, is used to describe a shot that ends in a goal. And uh, to sweep gives the impression that the striker has some control over the shot, kept the ball down when scoring the goal, for example. The second example has the same meaning as the first one. To sweep in the rebound means to score from the rebound. The third example is used more when a team is defending. A defender will pick up any loose balls by sweeping up. And of course, there's also the phrase sweeper-keeper, which refers to a goalkeeper that likes to come outside the box to clear any danger or even to start attacks. While a clean sweep would refer to a team winning all the trophies available to them in a season. You can find out more information about these and hundreds of other football words and phrases in our huge glossary of footballing phrases at languagecaster.com. Take a look and let us know what you think or if you have any suggestions. Right, that brings us to the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, spread the word. to our Enjoy all the football this week. Uh, there are FA Cup last 16 matches during the week. And then at the weekend, we'll be looking ahead to the Manchester Derby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.